Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nip and Fab, best-selling author and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hi, Atlanta, and welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast. Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me. I am very excited. I'm very honored that you think I'm a success. I think you're a massive success. <laughs> I mean, I remember when we were together a few weeks ago at the Bazaar Icons party, and a girl comes to you, and she was almost in tears, and said, oh my God, it's so good to see you. You inspire me so much. So what's going on? Is this all down to your podcast? Probably met you when I was like 20 or something. Yeah. And, you know, I was super involved in fashion. And I think that I obviously that allowed me to develop the platform that I have now, which I'm super grateful for. But I would say over the last two years, I have used my Instagram to talk about things that really matter to me that I think are super important that people need to be talking about more. I think people looked at my life and thought it was a certain way because of, you know, how my life was like traveling all over the world with different brands and this whole like fabulous, luxurious life. But I was like dying inside, you know? Why was that? Why were you dying? I mean, it's, <clears throat> you're leading a glamorous life. Everything is perfect. What's the problem? Well, outside things don't fix inside things. True. And, um, you know, I've struggled with depression my entire life, like really bad clinical depression, like, you know, since as long as I can remember. School is really hard for me. Like I really, I mean, I went to five schools and like I had a really <laughs> kind of crazy childhood um I moved all over the place but so yeah I just you know I was really struggling with my depression and I was like you know dealing with some addiction issues and I just was miserable was this because you're obviously exposed to the celebrity world from a younger age for for audience who um is meeting you for the first time. Mm -hmm. You're the daughter of Duran Duran's John Taylor, and your mom is a famous photographer, Amanda de Cadenet. So you've obviously been exposed to celebrity from a very young age. And 
in this day and age, people think this is only a blessing to be part of a celebrity family. What would you say were the perks, but also the drawbacks of, of being in that world? I mean, there's a lot. I think, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that someone doesn't remind me that I'm my mom or my dad's daughter, that I don't hear, you know, a Duran Duran song. I've just, I've just reminded you, right? Yeah, but Sorry. no, it's fine. <laughs> but it's like, it's never been just me. It's yeah. always like I'm every single day, every single photo shoot, someone reminds me of that. And, you know, it did allow me to travel to amazing places. And, you know, I always had a roof over my head and food on the table. And so it allowed me to be taken care of in a certain way, you know, and that I'm really grateful for as well. You know, I'm lucky a lot of people don't have that. But it did come with its own set of, you know, like exactly that. I was never just myself. I was never just Atlanta. You know, I was just always their daughter. And I still am. And, you know, that's also why I decided to talk about what I began to talk about specifically on my Instagram. Because people do think, you know, that you have it all together or that you're just that celebrity means that you're having a great time. And I just, you know... It's like we all deal with depression and I just thought it was important to be like, hey, you know, you look at me as a lot of people, especially with Instagram culture, where it's all like the highlights reel. Everyone thinks, oh, gosh, like these people are living such a great life. You know, I can get caught up in that, too. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to be I didn't want to show that it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true for me. It's not true for a lot of my friends that I know. You know, it's it's hard when you have money, you have access to a lot of things that, you know, for me, I was like in the club when I was 13. <laughs> it allowed me to get away with a lot, you know. Mm. Um, I would say the biggest struggle is just that I have always been their daughter and never just myself. Mm. And you want to have your own identity and, and be Atlanta. Yeah. And you've set up this amazing podcast. It's called um, I'm Over It. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you've you've developed a new voice. Um, you are talking to the girls of this generation that they're looking at Instagram and the the, the beauty out there is is unattainable. The lifestyle is, is unattainable and, and they feel all sorts of different feelings and, and thoughts go through their minds. And you've decided to create a platform and say, I'm over all this, right? Mm-hmm. What what made you want to start the podcast? Yeah, well, It was just an extension of what I was doing, which was, you know, interacting with my audience. Like, I never used Instagram to connect with the community. It was always just paid opportunities, um, you know, a brand that you dreamt of working with gives you a handbag as a thank you, you know, in fashion. It's sort of like, we give you something, you Instagram this. Hmm. You know, it's never just like, oh, cool, we want to give you this. It's like, get, we're going to give you this because we think you look so great in it. But then a week later, they're like, um, are you going to post this? So, you know, when I started actually interacting with women that were like-minded, um, it began to really help me and that it was like mutually beneficial because they felt less alone and I felt less alone. So it just got to the point where I was like, I want to be able to interact more than just a paragraph on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I even supposed to post? Like, I don't even want to post what I have to post a photo of myself and then a paragraph. So boring. And I can't interact. And so I just, I knew so many amazing women and I've gotten to meet it more, which has been incredible. And so I, I just started it so that I could 
you know, speak more and more in depth about the issues that I was already talking about on Instagram mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to like answer the amount of DMs. And as you said, like, you know, I've had girls come up to me basically in tears and that's been the best compliments I've ever gotten in my life. Mm -hmm. I've listened to a lot of your episodes, and um, I love it. Actually, it's uh, it's it's a very very unique podcast, and I've never had those real conversations. I've never heard them anywhere else. So, one of the quotes that I've read about you, it was in a recent uh, Women's Wear Daily interview, uh, where you said, "I want to use my numbers." not just to sell a skirt, which mm -hmm. is obviously what we just discussed. But what I see is that there's a big number of young women out there who just want to do this for a living. And all they want to do is, as you say, wear borrowed clothes and take that Instagram picture and make a career out of this. How do you feel about that? Is this something that can be sustainable? Well, I think everyone should do what they want to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was born with certain feet in the door. You know what I mean? People let me in. That doesn't mean I didn't have to like show up and like, you know, I was given the opportunities, but I had to work my ass off to get them. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people don't have that. And so I think everyone should do what they want to do. And if that's a way that they can access the things that they've always wanted to access, then great for them. You know, what my problem is the fact that it creates an you know, as you're saying, an unattainable thing for young girls mm. specifically. You know, like I have a almost 12 year old sister and I watch and look at her Instagram feed and it breaks my heart because I know enough of these girls, the Instagram girls to know it's not real. But in terms of sustainability, you know, I don't know. A lot of those girls are doing super well with, with themselves. And, you know, I don't know what goes on in their head or their hearts or whatnot. But I'm all for anyone hustling in any way that they need to hustle to mm -hmm. pay their rent. You mm -hmm. know, like that I'm realizing like, damn, I have not been <laughs> like, I'm focused so much on trying to just be helpful that I've like not even thought about paying my own rent, but I'm all about the hustle. It's just hard when it's a constant barrage of this is me looking so fabulous. This is me looking so mm. fabulous. This is me looking so thin. This is me looking so thin, you know, and being around brands and companies that promote that. Mm. And so that's that's what upsets me. It's it's not the actual act of being a, wearing the borrowed clothes or whatnot, because for some girls that is their dream. And I understand that, you know, like mm. for me, when I was given my first like Miu Miu dress, I like literally was basically in tears. Mm. You know, I'd always dreamt of that. So I get that, you know, I just mm. wish that people would be more responsible and, you know, would use it for more positive things. Mm. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I was born into a generation that we didn't have social media mm -hmm. when, when I was in my 20s. And I grew up, I, I had two babies. I didn't share my pregnancy on Instagram. Yep. I, I didn't share my babies on Instagram. And I, I've gained weight in my own privacy. Mm -hmm. I lost the weight in my own privacy. Yeah. And I, I know what reality is and I know what a woman's body looks like at various stages of your life. And sometimes you go through uh, stages that you eat a bit more, you don't have time to exercise, and yeah. your body can look all sorts of different things. But I was lucky not to be in that generation that yeah. I was affected by that. And it is 
it is crazy to to think that there's a lot of young women out there who are um, going and having plastic surgery in their bodies from late teens to to early twenties. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. It's crazy that that's the model that they have in their yeah. minds and that's what they aspire to do. What do you think about plastic surgery in, in that age? Again, I think everybody is allowed to do what they want to do. And if that's something that's going to make them feel better about themselves in whatever way, go for it. I'm all for any woman doing what she wants to do. Again, what my issue is that that is exactly what girls look up to. And so it's very tricky because it technically isn't you know, for lack of a better term, real. No one's body looks the way that a lot of these celebrity hmm. women looks like, you know, look like. A lot of women don't have access to trainers seven days a week and chefs. And, you know, it's like watching, you know, again, like seeing things through my little sister's eyes has changed so much for me, you know? And that's just, it, it just upsets me. Like I know some girls who are very like, get plastic surgery on the low and then promote body to positivity hmm. you know and it's like i've had a breast reduction and i'll talk about that saved my life um but you know that's upsets me where i'm just like why can't you just be honest about it hmm. um because look again you're making girls think what the fuck i don't look like that when i'm just eating pizza and my lips aren't that size and you know and they'll never be yeah. You know, and that's again, it's like for the younger generation and just the fact that like on Instagram, because everyone is on Instagram, mm. it is constantly like you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not. This is what you have to look like. This is what you have to look like. By the way, a lot of those girls are unhealthy. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting. I was reading uh, the fitness regimes of a whole bunch of celebrities the other day. And what stood out was and I loved uh, was Beyonce mm -hmm. who has a fabulous body, just real woman's yeah. body and she was actually the only one who was honest because you get a lot of celebrities who have like amazing bodies and they say oh I just take the dog for a walk a couple <laughs> of a couple of times a week yeah. and you know I just keep busy and and then you know they're super yeah. thin and Beyonce said uh, the reality is I cannot eat what I want the reality is I really have to work out when I don't feel like it and it just takes a lot of work and that was very refreshing to read uh, coming from, from a celebrity and not like, oh, you know, as I'm on yeah. natural. And she, she has a real real woman's body. So that made me feel good. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it, I think like what you're saying, being able to have your own, you know, being able to have your kids and go through the phases your body went through and not feeling the pressure, you know, or being like, well, I don't post this on Instagram, you yeah. know? And I sometimes think, okay, well, if I have a child, I don't want to post that on Instagram. But, you know, it's hard because, again, for the younger generation, everything gets put mm. on Instagram. Mm. It's not even a thought. You know, I'm at the point, I'm almost 27, where I was still in computer class. So mm. I was on the brink of it. Like, I can put my phone away, actually, and I'm fine with it. You know, like, I quite like that. Like, my boyfriend's always like, you didn't, like, you know, hello, what's up? And I just, sometimes I don't check my phone for, like, an hour. Mm. But younger kids, they literally... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cannot they literally cannot. And that is just, it's like a whole other world, you know. Mm. And at least we're old enough, by the way, to be able to associate, oh, this isn't real. Mm. Or, oh, we know enough to know. Or to be able to be like, separate ourselves from it. You know, these younger kids, they don't. Yeah. They cannot, their, their brains aren't developed enough to be able to say that's not real. Yeah. Well, you know what, at the end of the day, we are all on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, more or less, more hours, less hours, we're all there. If there are any accounts or any images that make you feel inadequate mm -hmm. in any way, just unfollow. Like, I, I, I don't know what, why do... I just do... unfollowed 600 Just unfollow, people. yeah. Just 600 Seriously. people all in once. <laughs> I was following 1,000 people. I unfollowed 600 people. And it was hard. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, this person's going to be so upset. This person's going to be so upset. But I was like, one, I haven't seen this person in two years. And three, or one, two, it's triggering. Yeah, you don't need that. And then, yeah. the, by the way, the ones that I didn't unfollow that yeah. I really couldn't, I blocked them from my page. So oh, you I don't mute. have to see them. Yeah, it's like yeah, the mute button. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see this shit. I don't yeah. care. And yeah. it makes me feel bad. Yeah. You know. You just have to do what you have to do. It's, it's your life. And at the end of the day, it's what we feed our brain. It's very important. If all you do all day is feed your brain with unattainable images of 
body or beauty or wealth or all that, what is the message? Like, much rather just look at the accounts or images that, you know, give you something, inspire yeah. um, your friends or whatever makes you happy, and then read the book or listen to a podcast. Just do something that will give you the positive direction that you need rather than just sit down and be, oh my God, you know, <laughs> everyone else on an exotic holiday, everyone else, you know, has a perfect you yeah. know, face or whatever. It's crazy, crazy times. Now, I know um, with your podcast, you talk about all sorts of very, very important issues from body um, image issues to mental issues to Me Too incidents. You know, in my in my book, How to Be an Overnight Success, I talk about how which I need to read. Yeah, because it's I been have, years, and I'm still. I have still I have it here for you. I have yeah. <laughs> By the way, you cannot be. It just okay. It's great. Ironic. No, I, it's between ironic. tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and what I say in the book is that whatever your background, whether you were born rich or poor or whatever. Um, whatever your experiences, your color, your shape, anything that you have in your, your background should not define whether you are happy or successful. That is one of, of, the, of the key points in my book. And my question to you is, while you're dealing uh, with all sorts of, of significant challenges that young women have in their lives, how can one leave all those challenges behind and turn their life around? I know that's a big question. No, it's a really good question. Um, you know, I guess it takes a lot of work, I think, honestly. Um, it's a lot. I've been in therapy forever, you know? It's like I have to do a lot, a lot, a lot of work on myself. It is not the kind of thing that randomly one day I was like, you know what? Fuck the fact that I went to five schools. I don't even have a high school diploma. You know, like, okay, I lived all over the world. I literally, like, you know, I dealt with addiction, like, all this stuff. My life was kind of crazy. Um, you know, I dealt with sexual assault. I did deal with severe depression. Like, you know, I was diagnosed bipolar about two year, about a year, two years ago. And, um, you know, I guess I just realized that the more I started talking about things, the more I realized that other people dealt with it. And it just kind of allowed me to continue talking about those things. And I've realized that the things that I felt so really ashamed about, actually, one, there's, there's something that's really healing about telling a story about something that you're incredibly shameful about mm -hmm. and finding out that another person's had that experience and they feel the same way. And they can then open up to you and tell you that they've dealt with that too. Because, mm -hmm. for example, sexual assault, what, one out of six women have dealt with that? And, you know, I can say that in a room, like even when I share that on my podcast, I can get 40, 50. The first I started getting hundreds of DMs, people telling me their stories. Um, so at this point, I just kind of think of it as like, OK, this has allowed me to relate to a lot of people in a lot of different ways and levels. Like, you know, I might not be able to like, obviously, I'm not a person of color living in the middle of America. So I don't know what that's like. I do not know what it's like to move through the world being a black woman. I just don't. And I'm not going to pretend to. However, the feelings of, you know, frustration or less than or whatnot, I can relate to those issues and those feelings because I've felt them for a long time. You know, like, I think that we can all relate on feelings. 
and you know it's like we might not relate on outside circumstances but feelings we all you know we can all relate to one another mm -hmm. I think mm. and so I just sort of try and use like all my experiences like moving around and not being able to make friends and like the feeling like I never felt like I was at home anywhere you know like my dad was pretty wealthy my mom we lived in a super small house you know and it was this this like juxtaposition of one or the other you know and like I did a podcast with a friend the other day and you know she's mixed race and she said she never felt comfortable being around like you know other people of color but she also never felt you know like when she goes into big meetings people look at her as like oh you're a black woman hmm. you know but I relate to not feeling at home anywhere. Mm. So what you did going through all the challenges that, that you've had so far in your life, you decided to talk about them. Um, and I would imagine your podcast is, is a key platform where mm -hmm. you started talking about them and, and bringing on other people and, and sharing your experience. So it's taking something that's happened to you and just bringing it to the forefront, sharing it and making other people aware that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay if those things happen to you. We can all talk about them, feel good, and, and just get them out of our system so we can move on, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it's super healing to speak about things. And I mean, I am always so flattered when people approach me saying thank you or that what I said mattered to them. Or, you know, when I first put my podcast out, I was so nervous. And so it was like getting the responses that I got, I was like, wow, you know, this is amazing. Cause also it's hard, like that's why I remember the first time a girl came up to me, you know, and she was basically in tears. And she was like, you have no idea how much your podcast has helped me get through. I listened to every single episode back to back to back to back and you have no idea how much it's helped me. And I basically cried because you know, when you're interacting with people online, at least I'll say when I'm interacting with people online, you know, you're through a screen. And um, it's just like been amazing. I mean, it's been amazing for me because I also have dealt with like such severe low self-esteem, you know, that I'm always convinced like, well, no one gives a shit or I'm not really helping anyone or why does anyone care what I say? And that's why it's like with each little thing each little comment, each little DM, like all of it matters and makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing, you know, even though that's positive, like having positive reinforcement aside from like the people in my family or whatnot, like getting that from people who don't know me on that level is really amazing. And I've just found that's through, yeah, just sharing my own experiences and people relating to that. Mm. Who is your dream guest of your podcast? Who is it? Is there someone that you would love to get on your podcast? A aside me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of women, you know, I could go the route of, like there's some of my friends who are really amazing advocates and, you know, d about different issues that like mm. I need to be educated about. Mm. Um, but you know, if we're talking like the heavy hitters, it's like, I would love to have like Kamala Harris or, you know, now it's like Christine Vazie Ford or who else would I love? I'm ha doing one, actually, she's already agreed to doing it with one of the women who, you know, with Amber Heard, who was one of the mm. first women who came out. 
telling her story and she was battered through it. No one believed her. You know, that was before the Me Too era. Mm. And she is amazing. Mm. And I can't wait to do one with her because she's really come out on the other side, you know, and she was not, it was not in a space where everyone was like believing anyone. You know, mm. people were like, well, she's crazy. You know, like she's post, she sent photos of her face black and blue. And you guys still don't believe that it's not her fault, you know? And so I would say mostly women that have like gone through that and come out on the other side, I find that incredibly inspiring. So I think mm. those are pretty good. You know, my friend Rowan Blanchard, I love her. I don't know why. I'm like, Rowan, it's time. <laughs> um, it's nice to have friends. Like you know each other. Yeah. It's, it's more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll mm, say there okay. was one woman I just their name just slipped my mind. So now I'm just a failure. No, I'm kidding. Ah. So <laughs> watch this space for the next guest. Hmm. Well, I already have a couple uh, recorded. I actually have I have two more recorded, and I, I do them in like then I have like three more that I'm recording this week. So I always like to keep them, you know, banked so mm. that it doesn't stress me out too much because obviously. You know, I do it all myself. I try and edit it on GarageBand. Like, you know, I don't have any help. I'm having them come to my apartment where I like, it's not even my apartment. And I have to like make sure no one's home and be like, hey, can I do this here? You know, and so it gets a little stressful. Um, but it's your baby. It's You manage baby. it all. You're in control of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful because it's sort of one of the first things, you know, as you were saying, uh, you listened to the Laura Brown episode and one of the things she does talk about is creating something. Mm. And I have to say, it's one of the first things that has been that I've created that is 100% me, me to my core, it's everything that I stand for, it's everything that I believe in. And, um, you know, I have never really had that in my life. You know, it's always been, as we talked about, like, you know, even with fashion, it's like, put this these clothes on. We love you for you, but put these clothes on. <laughs> and, you know, I'm John Taylor's daughter, and I'm Amanda Jacadne's daughter, and I've always been something else for depending on who it was. And this one feels like it's just me and um, true and genuine to myself, which mm. is the first thing that I've had like that. So it's pretty, it's been amazing. It's honestly. very exciting and very yeah. positive. Um, so I know that you've, um, over the years, you, you've done some very, very interesting collaborations mm. with, uh, with, with brands. Is this something that you're looking to continue and, and do projects and collaborations and, and put your own design aesthetic into, into any opportunities that come your way? Absolutely. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I also do love fashion. I love Let's clothes. not discount that. Yeah, yeah no, we're advocates, not... but we love fashion. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I do, I, you know, I have dealt with obviously not fitting into a lot of clothes. But um, aside from that, yeah, I mean, you know, I designed a swimsuit line and that was amazing. And so, yeah, like I, you know, I've been collecting vintage clothes my entire life. I have so many Pinterest boards of different sort of things, like whether it's lingerie or dresses or like literally uh, so many Pinterest boards of different mm -hmm. collaborations that I'd be like, this would be so great. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Like 
I love it. So I would, I would love to get to do more. I love your style that you combine. There's a little bit of vintage, but also there's the cool girl in it. And somehow you put it all together. Thank like when you. I look at you or when I see you or I see your pictures, uh-huh. it's, I'm like, oh my God, how did she put that and that together? Elements that no one could That's match. So nice. and, and you have this amazing style. So um, I look forward to seeing what's next. Yeah, yay. And with that in mind, let's mm-hmm. wrap up. And I'd love to hear your three tips to success and happiness and, and being happy. Let's see. Firstly, try not to rely on outside things to fix it. inside issues. Nothing that you can buy or wear or, you know, how you look on the outside is going to make you feel any better on the inside, unfortunately. The only way to make yourself feel good on the inside is to work on your insides. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. To really be able to discover what brings you joy and try and incorporate that into your life, um, which has been a new thing for me, honestly. And allowing myself to you know, I've started reading again and I love reading now. Like I'm, a, you know, I'm always reading now. Um, so definitely. And, you know, speaking to girls brings me serious joy. So being able to find something that brings me joy and taking the time to be able to do that. And um, honestly, staying true to yourself. I know that's like such a I'm sure everyone says that, but. As someone who did not for a long time and felt incredibly torn between what I felt like I was supposed to be or what people wanted me to be versus like who I knew I was, um, left me feeling like I I was having an identity crisis for four years. You know, I literally was like, I don't know. I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. And so in finding myself now, you know, I know that I'm enough. And um, I don't have to pretend that I'm anyone else because like me, as I am, I'm enough. And you know what? If someone doesn't get it, honestly, they can go about themselves. Literally, they can. And a lot of times that's not a personal thing. Maybe they're going through something that like is being mirrored with me being there. So I would say definitely being true to yourself and trying not to care when other people don't like you. Love that. Yeah. The best. (laughs) Atlanta, thank you so much for joining me. And that was fun. Thank you so much for having me. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me at Mrs. Rodia on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatsi Stefanis. See you next week. <laughs>